one more gross thing. Um, I didn't know for a long time that you're not supposed to store uh, potatoes and onions next to each other mm-hmm. uh, because, you know, you're supposed to store both of them in like sprout. a dark, yeah. dry place. So I did that and you put them up in that cabinet that you see behind you. And then uh, I had a, a fruit fly problem and I couldn't figure out where it was coming from. And I stood up on a ladder and I opened that door and I like got hit with a wall oh. of fruit flies and I closed it back up again quick. And then I had to go get, I got a plastic bag to like put over top of all of it and I felt it like getting punched by fruit flies. Oh god. It was nuts. It was a lot of bugs. It was a lot of bugs. I'm thankful I'm alive. I'm gonna go <laughs> home and rearrange our pantry. Yep. I like I I've never been cleaner than after that moment. <laughs> <laughs> when you took bleach and covered the, every surface. Including myself. Yeah. <laughs> and I never owned food again. All this food's Damon's. I'm Dan. I'm Pat. It's Pat again! Yay! 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 Pat, what are we talking about today? Uh, we're talking about Game of Thrones. Yeah! Yeah! yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no. Jurassic Park song? Yes, my brain wants to do it every time. Because it's like the first note is the same, So like, or at least in my brain it is, so I keep trying to do get to Game of Thrones. That's not the theme song. It's Game of Thrones, Thrones, Game of Thrones. Thrones. (laughs) (laughs) I heard one that was Peter, Peter Dinklage, Peter Dinklage, Peter Dinklage. (laughs) What are we talking about about it, though? Because what money? Help. Uh, I'm going to turn this one over to to Pat because it was his, like, idea. Pat, take it away. So I think what I was interested in was was Littlefinger um, and his, how he kind of does modern finance within Westeros, if that's actually what's happening. And I was yep. curious if Dan had some thoughts on that. Oh, yeah. I'm not well, confirming that's what's happening, but that is what I researched. Okay. That's good. what I was okay. confirming. Good. Good. Yeah. I was <laughs> confirming, like, Littlefinger and I'd his, figure, like, like yes, schemes and what he knows. Yeah, yes, he does. Liz, on to the next one. We're running, right, we're running late tonight. <laughs> Start us over. Um, yeah, so I, like, looked into Littlefinger's machinations, if you will. Ugh. I mean, it's yeah, pretty much that's, just like that's what I looked into. <laughs> it's pretty much just like borrow money without a plan, right? Like, well, well they borrow is, he, a lot is it from commodities them. exchange? What a, what a twist! Well, he might be brilliant. Yeah, oh. we're gonna well, get through this. I... Spoilers: He dead now. Oh really? Oh really? Should... I've only read the books. Let's Dan's do our right. ratings and plus. Oh, oh, sorry. Yeah. oh, you okay. haven't been watching the show? No, I I've never I've never seen an episode. I'm sorry about that. Oh, I don't care. To be fair, I knew it was gonna get spoiled at like. There was a point in my life where I had to make a decision to not follow along and know it would be spoiled, mm-hmm. or to cave and watch the show. And I, I'm on the hill. I'm I'm dying on the hill that I originally planted my flag on, which is I want to read all the books. And honestly, at this point, I think it's you're better off. Like yeah, I would stay away. Um, because like I enjoy. The, do you want me to just do a rating real quick? Yeah, right. sure. Let's do a rating. Okay. And a plot, okay. Here's I guess. the plot. All of you know what Game of Thrones is, and if you don't... Yeah. Google it. Yeah, if you don't live in the world in the last it's four years. 2019, congratulations. You got four excellent seasons of television to watch <laughs> and four <laughs> other ones. Um, what, has it really been eight seasons? This, this, will, be will, this will be the eighth yeah. season. Jesus. Oh, and also dragons. And also yeah. dragons. And also dragons. Sometimes to good use, sometimes why? Yeah, and sometimes boobies and sometimes wieners. Very <laughs> Rarely wieners, much appreciated. Yeah. Wait, uh, not for you like. You want to take like a no. feminism stand because I know people would be like, there. I know many people in your position are like, there should be more wieners on TV. I do. I think like it's absurd. She said much appreciated. I do, but well, I don't think oh, wieners well, she... are particularly attractive to look at. They're not absolutely. No. But then also, I'm like, I don't care very much about boobs. I have two of my own, and that's plenty. <laughs> but like, I see them almost yeah, every day. Yeah, they're great. But um, I I do feel like treating like female sex organs like it's totally fine to look at them and a male sex organ like it's something obscene is a little stupid no i agree i just the way you said there's like you said 
I heard not many wieners much appreciated in a way that I thought oh, you were no. like, we shouldn't show wieners on TV. And no, I was like, wieners that surprises allowed. me that you're not more of the like, if we can show women, we should show men. Yeah. I also feel like maybe there shouldn't be quite as much sexual assault used as a plot point, but that's like neither here nor there. Yeah, Don't disagree. Yeah. Though. Yeah. It yeah. doesn't make it good. I'm not doesn't saying make it good. makes it good. Also, it doesn't help when like the... I think it's harder when it's visual, though. I would imagine sure. much, and it's also harder when like the like no one like no one on the show is like watching it from the outside and is like, this is not how this is written. Like, yeah, yeah. Um, <sighs> but, anyway. but anyway, um, so my personal rating, I uh like a lot of people. I think I got whisked away the year that the red wedding happened, um, for real. In the show. Um, and I managed to first binge um, all three seasons up to that point between episodes nine and ten of season three. Um, <laughs> Damn. Wow. Yeah. Um, it was the summer. I didn't have a lot going on. <laughs> Can I tell you, though, how much I enjoyed the first two seasons of this show when I had read the books? And a lot of people were watching it who hadn't. And you just mm. watched, you just got on Facebook and like. No, I didn't spoil it for anyone. Oh, but just like no, oh. just to like see people's just, reactions. Just knowing what was coming yeah, and yeah. having people be like, you know, I really love like yeah. Rob yeah. Stark or whatever, and me being like, mm-hmm, <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm, because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it happened in both. Like, tell me about first, all your favorites. <laughs> first, it happens in season one where everyone's like. Ned's so noble. I'm like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Form a lot of attachments here. And then, like, every season they would, like, when you had read the books but the people hadn't, it would be like, man, I can't wait to see what, like, Catherine Stark does after the... Don't, don't, she don't worry too much about it. She never get as much as she Except in the, book, the books. Except in the books, she's back. Yeah. Are we, are we, Lady are we spoiling... I was going to oh, say, fuck it. Oh. major spoilers. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Don't We're, be precious about it. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah. So, so probably get caught up on the seventh season. I was going to say, honestly, yeah. like, Facebook I'm and, not, like, Entertainment well, Weekly, like, ruins everything yeah. for everybody. So, like... Yeah. And also, like, I'm pretty convinced that, like, uh, almost out of spite, um, the, like... Sixth through ninth book will be different um, than mm. the the television show. I really hope it'll never it is. be written. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't think it might ever get published, but I hope that it's different if it does. Yeah. Here's the other. Well, let's just let him die and let Brandon Sanderson finish it. That's what they did with. Well, they didn't do this with Wheel of Time. Robert Jordan was trying to finish it, but unfortunately, he did pass away. But Brandon Sanderson did a lovely job, and they should just give all need needed fantasy writing to him. See, I would <laughs> just prefer slow down other things. I would prefer it was handed off to literally anyone with an editor. Like yes, yes. That's fair. <laughs> yeah. um, just a new person, like someone who hasn't like gotten a giant franchise out of a book yet. And I will say, even if we spoil it, the books at least I would say are still, even if you knew what was wor- was happening, are still worth going to read one, two, three, and five. <laughs> four is four is kind of rough, folks. It's all the characters you don't care about for eight hundred pages. I also sort of feel like and uh, Jamie Lannister and Jamie sure. Lannister. Yeah. yeah, that's fair. Okay. I feel like in this day and age, a spoiler is sort of, I mean, like, there's not much to spoil. If you're not talking about it, like, the the day after it came out, like, well, I just feel like settle down. Yeah, the Red Wedding was, like, four years ago. I think people can get over it. Well, that's true, but I just mean, like, in general with media at all, like, the spoilers don't count as much because, like, surprise is so much harder to achieve. Like, I feel like. Well, I think that's why we like well done things right because if it can stand like, up to you already knowing what the plot is yeah because like i think that that kind of made i think a lot of like prestige television has relied on that where like there is always like shock moments sure but like the th- the stuff that's good is like people like it because it's good they mm-hmm. don't like it because it's shocking or like you get taken on like weird twists and whatnot yeah. like well, I, mean, I mean certainly something like like sopranos i mean that was just an excellent show from start to finish there were characters that would come in and you'd have an idea that well this person's probably not going to last more than a season mm-hmm. like yeah. steve, steve buscemi is here and <laughs> that's very special I, hello i've seen kids. reservoir dogs i know what happens <laughs> um <laughs> but i think i think what game of thrones was maybe the first to do was to take the main characters mm-hmm. like the people yeah. who were the top build on the poster and actually off them. Although I will say, if you got invested in a character that Sean Bean was playing, you're a fool. <laughs> you silly boy. <laughs> he made it to the end of National Treasure. I guess. <laughs> then he got arrested. But, um, Metaphorically, he's dead. Uh, <laughs> to me. All that to say. Yeah. Um, I got whisked away in a big way, and like I enjoy the books quite a bit. Um, I enjoy like just the world building that was accomplished, and like. 
you know, people, uh, as far as like a well done thing, like people get whisked away in it for a reason. And like, um, all that to say, I'm going to pick myself pretty high on this one for me. I think saying an eight is like, not out of the question. Not out of the question. Mm -hmm. Um, there are people who go deeper. There are people who go deeper. Mm-hmm. And, like, honestly, like, this is a thing that, like, depending on the time of year and, like, how involved I am, like, I can, go like, deep. I can go deep. But, Here's like. Here's the thing. He's, like, as on par with most people on Reddit. He just doesn't say his opinions as much. And yeah. Reddit's a deep well. And yeah. Reddit's a deep, deep well. well. Yeah. But, I mean, like, there's people who have read the books. I mean, the, the there's been a Game of Thrones book out for the last 25 years yeah i mean there are so people like, who know like distant like they've made family flow charts of yeah. things that have not been that are mentioned once in yeah. one time yeah. about that are hardly textual 150 yeah. years right. ago and it's never going to matter doesn't but. he like george R. R. martin rely on the like there's wikipedia a, thing they put together cu- yeah there's a couple um he has a couple of like historians like westerosi historians yeah. who like double check his stuff and, for him and they started as like just fans who yeah. made like a like a fan forum and then they became so reliable the yeah. the world of fire and ice book that you bought me mm-hmm. um they wrote that for him basically oh. and then he edited it yeah. yeah oh he edited something <laughs> oh he went in and put in some mistakes <laughs> yeah. i don't need to add 300 to 400 pages here this meal is it is not explained in great enough detail. <laughs> yeah. Let me tell you. Um, just this, like this porridge, how he was. Listen, porridge is described in a whole chapter in uh, Moby Dick, so I've got to have at least three or four for my porridge. Fuck <laughs> yeah. <Like> you, Melville. <laughs> uh, you grave. I mean, you type a book one letter at a time, and you'll probably get hungry too. <laughs> yeah. Good point. Um, Maybe just feed I can't him. leave my desk until I wrote 1,500 words. I said that. But everything looks like a giant turkey leg. Now. <laughs> <laughs> so you're um, an eight. I'm an eight. You're I think that eight. we will get. I think we will get two more books if that finishes the story. I do not know. Hmm. You think you're gonna get two more books? I think so. I think you're two more get... books, including the one we've been waiting for, or the one that's the one that is like allegedly like on the edge of being published, and then one more. Okay. I will say, I think you will get no more Game of Thrones books, and you will get a lot of other. That would make me so sad, but I will buy them all. (laughs) You know, I hear good things about wild cards, and they get a book like once a year. So Rothfuss frustrates me because he's been doing that. He wrote the first two of Name of the Wind, and now he's writing a bunch of like little novelettes about characters. Now at least he's very far from dying, God willing. But I'm still like, write more books. I I will say, if you haven't read the uh, the novellas that George R. R. Martin wrote, the Duncan Egg. Not novellas. Those are very good and worth reading. Those are very good. They are good. And like they are like they're like where the world building really shines because yeah. it's like I think the great thing about world building that I like in fantasy and in things like, you know, long running comic book series and stuff is like you can kind of just like you can pick a little pocket and you can write a story that makes sense and like people can just kind of like slip into it and they can slip out and like they know a lot of the players and they know what's going on even if they've never actually met any of the characters before mm-hmm. like the, you just have all of that like uh symbolism like built up in your brain that like oh I know what that sigil means I know who these people are okay. I know all of this stuff and yeah. I think that that is what makes Duncan Egg um mm-hmm. great I don't know that I need four more of them before the next book comes out, but like I would like them in between maybe the next book. I would like but them I, between. I, book soon. I would like yeah. them between the tenth and eleventh chapter of the Game of Thrones saga. Yes. <laughs> uh, next. Um, sure. The uh, joke here is that he's only planning to write two more novels, yes. but I am not confident that it'll stop. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah I mean, again, Wheel of yeah. Time was supposed to be. I think 10 and uh, one up being 15. I mean, Game of Thrones is supposed to be a trilogy. trilogy so. Really, yeah. Yeah. so like, here's the thing. I feel like you wind up with like a, um, you uh, have more and more to say and you have an editor who's less and less strict on you. Sure. And then you get bored of like writing these characters and these stories, especially when people start like building a Bible around well, what you've written. It's very Tolkien-esque. Like he loves to describe things in a ton of detail. And so Tolkien wrote a trilogy, which is, each book is broken up into three two parts. parts. Yep. To three parts. Yeah, two to three parts. So it's like, it's really seven to nine books. And it's yeah. like, okay, fine. All right, pal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you can call it a trilogy if you really want. <laughs> I get Go ahead. No, I can I have a soapbox. But like, I think he should have, I think he should have stuck to the five-year gap. I think it would have been a more daring choice. And I think it would have yeah. kept him entertained 
more. And I think that he just kind of like bent to a lot of fans because he was trying to do it when the internet mm-hmm. was like gaining speed. Yep. I think if he had tried to write it like 20 years earlier, he would have like stuck it and it would have been great. Mm-hmm. So I have a, a theory that you should, um, and this is actually something that Neil Gaiman says that when you ask people for opinions about your work, you should, Listen when they tell you something's wrong, but not listen when they tell you what to fix about it. And I think mm. that like listening to your fans tell you what they would like to hear is a very dangerous thing because like of course they want to hear about every single side of everything. Except if you're J.K. Rowling, because she's kind of gone off the deep end <laughs> well, and maybe I mean. needs some course so, correction. I, like, I think it's just punishment for us now. Like, <laughs> but like I think that the fans fans were demanding she say more and more things, and yeah. she was like, no okay. One, no one asked about the poop on the floor. No one asked about the poop on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> we already knew. Yeah. I am like, they have bathrooms. I know where they go to the bathroom. Like, <laughs> yeah, I it's textual. Need, I didn't need it elaborated. And when it's like, well, what happened before muggle plumbing? Whatever muggles did before plumbing, that's fine. They no. dug Trenches. a hole in the back also, and went poop like, there. Went Romans poop had there. Romans had toilets like two thousand years ago. Yeah, like and calm down. That <laughs> We're back on the poop talk. <laughs> All right. Uh, so Pat, your rating. rating, rating, please. So, so I so I watched the first season of the show, mm-hmm. and then much like Damon, I fell down the deep down the rabbit hole, and I have probably an unhealthy obsession with this series. Um, <laughs> I read the whole series between book, between seasons one and two, um, and then have so I've watched all the all the episodes multiple times. I've read all the books three times, um, all the nice. novellas this is why a couple I said times, nice. and uh, <laughs> and I've also read the entire world book, which sounds like you've maybe have read. I've as thumbed. Well. I've yeah. thumbed. Have either of you read the same Aurelian? Is yes. it similar? <laughs> yes. Oh, I would God. Say, I would say the. And um, then you read that whole thing. I read the same really, and at world. one point I almost yeah. lost my mind because right, I was reading don't... a history book for a world that doesn't exist. And I was <laughs> well, like, well, "What think, am I doing?" Well, think, think about. Got think, very meta. Think about how much humor Tolkien had versus George R. R. Martin. Like that is still a difference in the Silmarillion versus the World Book. That's fair. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh, fair. That's fair. And the world book is also just like it is a bunch of like little narrative stories yeah. that like yeah no the Samarillion is literally a history it's an encyclopedia it's like, basically in the eighth age so and so begat so and so begat so and so their reign was largely unremarkable <laughs> but here's something that they did like here's yeah. all about the road they paved mm-hmm. oh have, like, my god certain amount of narcissism to be like I am the man who created this world well, and I see, will log the history. The thing about Tolkien though is that like the like fantasy was secondary. To like, the language building. Oh, he yeah. just wanted to make up the languages yeah. and like all of this was just like the stuff he had to get out to get down to like well, well, some of the same Aurelian was his son trying to like placate nerds yeah <laughs> yeah that's the the real moral of the story also, is don't try to placate it's nerds. been They'll like never 15 be years since i read those books but like if i go back and i see the word romance in it anywhere once the whole thing is like null and void to me like what how can you have a, a, a word that references like uh like a nation that existed in the real world oh, in your fantasy world oh, like yeah, yeah. Oh. Like, I okay. I wouldn't be surprised <laughs> if it doesn't exist in there. I read but, them re recently. I reread them recently, uh, like last year, and I don't recall seeing the word romance. But admittedly, I I was gonna say it's I also wouldn't pages, imagine there so. be anything about romance I mean, in there. What would there being like one or two the, women characters well, across uh, the, whole the thing. entire? Oh, not about the women. Enti- the what entire like about? Aragorn. Um, Arwen uh-huh. like, yeah. is like in an appendix. Yeah, of the book. yeah. it's like not yeah. part of the main trilogy. It's very yeah, Arwen was. <laughs> Like Aragorn's elf buddy, yeah, I forget his name right now. Girls are the... gross. <laughs> the um, shield maiden is there, and he does turn her down, but yeah, that's, mm, but yeah. it's really like not described. But it's also not, not like the king's daughter or whatever, A-win? right? Awen. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'd have to go back. I don't think so. Yeah. Um, no, I think she was still his niece, or maybe she's more distant related, but she is some sort of noble. Liz found a, a fun thing on the internet the other day, though, of like how um, uh, what's the spider's name? Or oh, like where Aragog, the spiders, she loves. What? She she bulb. She bulb or whatever. But in that language, it is giant. Sp- or, no, it's like the door that says like something. They they. It's like the cavern that they live in. The, the giant spiders like the live stairs in. Stairs to the, the giant spiders. Oh. And like they all pretend that they don't know what that means, even though like Legolas for sure can read Ooh. it. And so like 
basically Frodo says, what's up the spider stairs? And Legolas goes, no one can know what's up the spider stairs. So Legolas just <laughs> threw him under the bus. Yeah. He's like, I've been traveling with this guy for weeks and I'm a little sick of him. You're like, nope, not for sure what's on the spider stairs. Well, my favorite part about that series is Frodo is supposed to be 50 years old when he goes well, yeah. on that trip. Yeah. What mm-hmm. a tiny boy. They all live to be like 120 or something. Yeah, but yeah. still, like... Do you think that if you live to be 120, like how they live to be 120, that like 50 would be the new 20? No, I well, think... But it's... Bilbo's only like 33 when he goes on the original quest Mm -hmm. um, in The Hobbit. Um, And he is like kind of supposed to be like a child almost. And that's interesting because like every time you ever see like a movie version of The Hobbit, it's always like old Bilbo. I also had like, (laughs) I had a, a, the version that the printing that I read originally had this like weirdly photorealistic, like, illustration of like it kind of looked like Jackie Gleason um, <laughs> like in like Bam, in Gollum's right in the mountain doom <laughs> like dressed up like Frodo but like in Gollum's like cave like discovering the ring a tiny Jackie and, Gleason yeah and it just like it like painted my entire like What's aesthetic for pow right to the moon that was in my pocket <laughs> But we're talking about Game of Thrones. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so I got your final rating. I got I got a little off track there. Oh, uh, no, that was deep. not you. Eight, eight yeah. and a half or nine, I guess. You could yeah. go that far. Yeah. I yeah. believe you. Mm-hmm. It's logarithmic. Don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah, it is. There's like the difference between an eight and a nine is so much closer than the difference between no, a nine so and a ten. So much further yeah. apart. Oh, I get you. Nine yeah. and ten, though. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Nine yeah. And ten. I'm going to say like a four. I've read all the books twice. Okay. End of things I've done. Well, fuck, guys. <laughs> oh, I including mean, the and I've read all the novellas. I think once for most of them, a couple of them. And twice. you sped through the fourth book on the, the second time through. No, so. I didn't. I oh. tried to speed through the fourth book, but it's impossible <laughs> to speed through because it is. What if you just hmm, skipped it? <laughs> I wonder what Fleek's doing now. Still don't care. See, I like the fourth book more than most people, but like there are like three Brienne chapters to like more than you need. (laughs) It's really the trip out to that point where to that yeah that peninsula. There's like the whole thing is like the whole time out there she's just like oh man I don't know if I could ever kill a man and you know what she does when she gets out there kills a man she kills a man man. and she's kind of fine with it. Is it Arya? No, no, no. Who's this person? Brienne. Oh. She's trying to find her. She can absolutely kill a man. Yeah, but she's like way more conflicted about it in the the book. Yeah, like that being said. Not to take anything away from this, but there is a lot of good, long, high fantasy out there for other people. So if you like this book, I'm going to recommend... Read everybody. one that's finished. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to recommend Malazan, Book of the Fallen. Very similar. So, sorry, say that again. Malazan, M-A-L-A-Z-A-N. Okay. It's like a gritty, dark, sci-fi, or not, well, fantasy, like medieval. It's very good. It's worth reading. Okay. Uh, and it's, it's good if you like characters that are gray. A lot of fantasy does like the good guys versus bad guys and mm-hmm. this is a very it's a very gray series and it's worth a read cool okay and it's cool. kind of like game of thrones where it will not explain anything to you and it you either get it or you have to reread it like three times because oh. there were several chapters in that book where i was like who is this guy again oh right he's the one four <laughs> books ago did this thing and i yeah. was put i told myself remember him he's gonna come back and then i didn't <laughs> but liz's rating you said a four, Dan? I did. Fuck. Okay. I just, I've just i seen none of the show. Oh. And like, that's such a deep well for a lot of people. But, but, you, but you, know the, you know what's in the show. I will though. say someone who has read the books knows more yeah. than the yeah. people who have just Agreed. seen the show. Yeah. Speaking as a person oh. who has mostly just seen the show, um, I've read the Honestly, first Honestly, like, having... I didn't know Littlefinger died, so I don't know some things. Yeah, but I don't think... You finish your thing real, yeah. Your yeah. Thing real quick. Thank you. <laughs> um... I I've, I read the first book, but that was after I had watched most of the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, I managed to, even though I only had access to HBO, like fleetingly. I don't know actually how I watched it. Probably you pirated it like the rest of America. <laughs> 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 you stand outside some windows. <laughs> Hello, you're Turn a human with the internet. <laughs> you got to it somehow. I did get to None it. None of your somehow. never you mind. But I did. I did manage to like not have the red wedding spoiled for nice. me. Like, and there was like actively a moment where I had to switch train cars to like avoid someone being like the red wedding. Right. And I was like, no, <laughs> and uh, left a train in the middle of December. But, um, I have only seen the TV show, uh, just the ones through. I don't think I'd have the stamina to watch it a second time. Uh, and I read the first book and that was very good. 
But the way that everybody talks about the later books does not make me particularly want to read them. Uh, I have a, like a, I used to be so into high fantasy. It was like my jam mm-hmm. as like a tween and teenager. And now anything that's got like more than one book, I'm like, you gotta, you gotta be sure before you get my Uh-oh. attention. Mm-hmm. I gotta, I gotta know that I am not going to be fucking pissed off at you <laughs> this is when like you have my 75 obs- books and you're never going to be done. <laughs> See, there's something broken in my person. <laughs> this is like me in like my three and a half hour heavy Euro strategy games. Like I just like get my yeah. teeth into something Same. and just killing it. Yeah. Like, it's just like if when I read a good book and I'm like, oh wait, there's 52 more of them. <laughs> Here we go. I do like digging it. real deep into a book. I am so hesitant about joining a series. Like, I've read American Gods like six times, but, and Anansi Boys like twice, but like, I would have a really hard time getting into it if it was like three books with a promise of a couple more and Neil Gaiman was in his late 60s. You know you could just <laughs> stop too if you don't like something. I do, though. but that's what it I'm is. saying. It's like, I don't... I, Get I out of my don't. house. <laughs> <laughs> to be clear, I've never done it, but I've heard it's possible. That's what I'm saying. It's like, but... I don't like the feeling of betrayal that comes along with like, I gave you my time and I only wanted was a really good story. And There's a lot of examples and Dan probably knows a lot more than I do, but... There's a lot of ones that are finished. And, and that's what I'm yeah. like. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm still hesitant, but I would mm-hmm. definitely try those more than, mm-hmm. like, I think I would go back to Game of Thrones. Yeah. I'm yeah. interested to see what this next season has in store. This last season was so bad. It was so bad. Yeah. What I was interjecting about earlier was just, like, I honestly kind of feel like they, as far as the show has gone beyond, they have not accomplished anything that is not, like, readily foreshadowed. Yes. Mm-hmm. In the fifth book, do it so clumsily. Yeah, it's very disappointing. I like. They were great at creating an adapted show. They are considerably less good at creating an original and, show. And I think there's been some great moments, and there's been some great episodes. Yeah, um, and it's just like it's just like the little the uh, it's it's literally just like the thumbnail that they get. Yeah, like mm-hmm. um. And it's then just, they have to build an hour but I need, around But I it. need an hour of television yeah. around that, you know? And, and the other thing that I think they're struggling with is um, being able to get the pieces in the right position for the, mm-hmm. big, for the big things to happen. Instead of, like, coming up with a really creative way to have it happen naturally, they're like, yeah. well, then this person just travels. You just, yeah. need, to show, uh, you yeah. just need to show an airplane with, yeah. like, a line across exactly. a map, do, 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 and do, do, then do, do. they are where they need to be for that important yeah. thing yeah. that happens yeah. next. Yeah. Yeah, so I'd say I'm probably like a two, that feels right compared to everybody else, but like, I like it. I'm excited to see how it's going to wrap up on the TV show. Uh, I feel disappointed by it in the end. Yeah. And I'm worried that like, you'll never see another book and it'll just be a fizzly way for it to end. I'm worried about that. Yeah. I'm so sorry. I feel like I give you heart palpitations every time (laughs) I see it. It's fine. Um. If that is the world that we live in, there will be, not that I would necessarily like read an unofficial thing, but like I am pretty much guaranteed that there will be like an unofficial. I hope he has end his of the story yeah, do you scoped he, out because again, that's what Jordan did line. when his yeah. health got bad. But he's, he, he's he stated before that he's not going to let anybody else finish it. Mm, that's fair. That's so, why I feel well, like guess what? When you're dead, it's not up to you. I guess that's right. <laughs> it's up to your estate. Uh, it's up to your estate. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I guess you've got the rights and the trust, but, I mean, it's all things. Depends on how much money his family has, basically. Yeah. Do they they want more, or... And, I mean, it depends on the person. Some people want... Jordan knew he was in ill health and wanted his story told, so he wrote it all and gave it to someone he thought was capable of Mm -hmm. doing it in the way that he wanted. Yeah. So. That's true. I'm I'm not convinced that that Martin's there yet, either. Um, Yeah. So, like... Yeah, I mean, Jordan had, like, a, a... a like terminal a terminal right illness, yeah. basically, or, yeah, or he's soon not to be. I, knock on wood, I hope George R. Unless R. I does see not him, die Unless I soon. see him die on page, I will not believe he's dead. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you can't be sure. Um, I sort of feel like at this point, your uh, in-head canon is just as valid as the, te- the showrunner's version of the story. Yeah, I think so. And I think just like, you know, by virtue of time and budget, like, I know that like... Um, like the Martell's storyline is going to be way more significant in whatever yeah. final books we get. That's you know, disappointing too. it was super disappointing. Yeah. Um, I take it it was like, not in the show. She it, murders the most interesting off, character. Kind of, they cut it off yeah. very prematurely. Mm-hmm. And very it's like, yeah. Well, 
Oh, that was the Tyrell storyline. Oh, Tyrell's Martell's different people. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's a complicated series. <laughs> it is. There's so many people. Um. Yeah. Wait, and the it, Martells is the like those the, the, sparrows? the Dornish ones. Okay. Uh-huh. Yeah. So all I have to say, like the show's a little underwhelming. But let's get into what we're talking about today. Yeah. yeah should, that's should I give a little intro in terms? Yeah. Of do you want to read that little snippet you sent me, or oh boy, then, then I would have had to be prepared. Um. Well, while while I'm pulling it up, um. The, I mean, the, you can also I just can give riff. an off-the-cuff <laughs> snippet. That's the, fine, too. Whatever you want to do. The premise is that um, when Tyrion goes to T- King's Landing in the second book or second season, he um, he becomes hand. Part of, two. Yeah. He, yeah. He becomes hand, um, and he takes over a lot of the finances from yeah, Littlefinger. He takes who, over the master of the coin job. Yeah, and he yeah. takes over master of coin later. Um, and, and Eventually, yeah. Yeah, and in these two jobs, he ends up like looking at a lot of Littlefinger's books and realizing that, like, well, Littlefinger had this reputation of being good with money, and and Tyrion realizes, well, it's because he was doing a lot of really complicated stuff. Um, what it read to me was like commodities exchange, um, and I assume other things. So, are we talking like a Ponzi scheme? So let's talk about it. Ooh. Oh, <laughs> all right. So, I will read a little bit of this um, passage. It talks about all these things he did, but. Uh, he did not simply, simply collect the gold and lock it in a treasure vault, no. He paid the king's debt in promises, put the king's gold to work. He bought wagons, shops, ships, houses. He bought grain when it was plentiful and sold bread when it was scarce. He bought wool from the north and linen from the south, lace from lists, stored it, moved it, dyed it, sold it. The golden dragons bred and multiplied, and Littlefinger lent them out and brought them home with hatchlings. So basically he talks about all these things he's doing. The other thing we know from the actual books and presumably from the show is that at one point we know that, so we should say this for anybody who doesn't remember, dragons are the name of their like primary big Cur- currency. Yeah. Their yeah. gold oh. their coin dollar, is called a dragon. Basically, yeah. Actually, you get the impression like they're copper, they're separate. Imagine it's is more a, like the pound and the, I don't sure. really understand it. Is, and I know there's things that are smaller than it that you can yes. buy a pack a of gum with. dragon is a lot of money. Yeah, and a gold dragon show, is they more just than talk about dollar. it like gold. Yeah, yeah, but basically yeah. they want to yeah. simplify it. Yeah. yeah, but basically the dragon is their highest currency. It's a gold coin. So when I say dragons, substitute in money. So it's not like I just know a lot of people think about dragons in the show. It's not like actual fire breathing yeah. dragons. Those haven't um, made it to Westeros yet, and the part of the story if, that you're talking if about. If Littlefinger was multiplying dragons, then it would be a very different show. Yes, yeah, I was gonna say it seems sure. like the dragons are like a, a hard thing to come upon. Yeah, that yeah. is a, a hell of a commodity. So the other thing we learn is when um, they want to put on a tournament and pay people, we learn that the crown is super in debt. Yes. Uh, to the tune of six million dragons. Yoch. In debt. Um, and it's mostly, it sounds like about half owed to the Lannisters, about a million to the Iron Bank, and about another million to the High Septum, give or take. And then the rest, it doesn't really say. But uh, Here some, there. some to the yeah, Tyrells, it mentions, yeah. like... Yeah. But basically, most of the Lannisters. I had a high septum in my ENT. I had to fix it for me. <laughs> <laughs> I was just going to let that one slide, but you're just like... Oh, boy. <laughs> well, it was nice podcasting with you all. I'm going to turn off my mic. <laughs> hey, I didn't name their pope, all right? <laughs> I didn't name their pope. <laughs> so, from what we know, and that's really the only couple of those couple sentences I have are really all we know. We know, yeah. more or less. Yeah, like there's not a lot of actual financial numbers in these books. Right. Mm. So you could argue, so yeah, it basically sounds like uh, Littlefinger is more or less turning the country semi-socialist. Hmm. Instead of not, you know, the government doesn't own a lot of industries. In this case, he is owning some industries. So mm-hmm. instead of just simply lending money out, paying some interest, taking it back like our government does, he is actually investing in revenue producing industries um so it's not particularly commodity trading necessarily because you don't get the impression that they're like trading one commodity for another okay it's not like buying iron for you know trading iron for silver or wheat or whatever it's more like vertical integration okay um because it's buying grain turning it into bread or buying clothes Uh, cloth Mm -hmm. dyeing it turning it in clothes and selling it 
with a little combo of market timing. Yes. Okay. Or market, and even potentially market manipulation. Because he presumably owned a lot of warehouses and things like that, so he could right. hang on to materials. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of it's more possible than others, right? Things like grain maybe don't store as well, and there's a cost to store, so you have to, in the real world, when you want to do this, when you actually do buy commodities, there is some can you make money and also store it, right? Because it's great to have it today for $10, sell it tomorrow for 12 but if it costs you $3 a night to store it, then you've lost money, right? Um, but it does, in theory, give him some powers because in the book, they talk about having bread riots. So mm-hmm. if he has access to this, he can also kind of inflame or not inflame the people based on Which he does. his control mm-hmm. of this commodity. Uh-huh. Um, so that's ultimately like what it sounds like. Um, there's also some suggestion that he's embezzling. Um, hard to tell for sure, but there are several people who take loans from the crown to then and then turn around and buy positions from him, like as his underlings. Mm-hmm. And since he's in charge of giving loans from the crown, it sounds a little bit like maybe he's, you know, if he's I'm the government, money from let's the say crown. this is something our president would do. So I'll say our president would give you, Damon, a loan of like a million dollars and then say, oh, by the way, for 800000 you can be the commerce secretary and then you give me 800,000 but I pocket that because you're giving that to me directly mm-hmm. yeah it's kind, of like a, kind of a way to launder so that's one way they could do it the other thing is obviously if you're reporting these investments because uh Tyrion has a really hard time reading his books it's very simple to embezzle that way too to say hey I sent this ship off to somewhere and it sank but really it didn't you mm-hmm. the money or yeah. even simpler I sent the ship off expecting a three times return on my investment I only got two times and you just pocket yeah. the third time, right? And then their crown is happy you've produced more gold, which it talks about him being good at, and you're happy because you have pocketed some of the difference. Scaring it off the top. Yeah. Right. Um, so that's kind of the different options that he has. I want to stop there and talk through questions or concerns, and then I'm going to blow your minds. Well, I, uh, there was one because I'm going <laughs> back over my notes from when... I That's the surest way to keep me from asking a question, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> um, did he do something where he raised um, future income tax to pay current debt? Um, where he like he like basically assigned future income to the current debt? Uh, it doesn't specifically talk about that, but I mean, that is a thing he could have easily done, and it's actually kind of the basis of our economic system right now, right? I mean, if you think about it, this is not that different than the U.S. government debt, right? Mm -hmm. Right now, we take in taxes, we use it to pay current debts, and then we take more debt out to pay for things we can't afford in taxes, assuming our future taxes Mm -hmm. will pay those debts, right? So like, and that can work as an Mm -hmm. economic system long-term. What you can't have happen is you can't have your income go beyond the cost of the interest, yeah, right? Because then it starts compounding against you. Mm-hmm. But as long as you can pay off all of your interest and some portion of your debt at any given time, you can kind of run that perpetually. It's not really a Ponzi scheme. Now, it can get tough, like in our society, where let's say something becomes so expensive, like social services... That you don't have, you have to choose between paying your debt or doing that. That can cause problems. Your military suffers, or your social services suffer, or something like that. And then society can frankly fall apart if you're not careful because people rely on some of those services the government provides. But like, it's doable. Mm-hmm. So and and I think with the U.S. gets away with it because the interest rates that we're paying are super low. Right. Um, yeah. Whereas I, I'm assuming the Iron Bank and the Lannisters are charging a little bit more interest. Presumably, yeah. yeah. Private lenders, you'd yeah. think, would. Yeah. But that's actually a good segue into what I think actually really happened. Ooh. Where Littlefinger's a freaking genius. Ding! Go on. Okay. So I do think Littlefinger is probably embezzling and doing some other things to enrich himself. Very on brand. But I also think he's kind of a genius. Because they talk about how the previous master of coin before him is not particularly good at his job. They've talked about that. Mm-hmm. And they've talked about the current king when he takes over as kind of a, a big spender. Yep. Mm-hmm. So it is my assumption he takes over this job in a position where the crown is already in trouble. Probably. Right? They are already mm-hmm. pretty significantly yeah. in mm-hmm. debt. Yeah. And so he has a couple of options. He can raise taxes and cut services and do all these very painful things. But 
A, he doesn't have necessarily the authority to do all that because if the king is like, no, we're going to keep spending, what can he do? Robert wasn't the type to uh, do one of those things, I don't think. Yeah, I don't think no. he, he wasn't big yeah. into austerity programs, yeah. seemingly. And especially if the economy was already suffering, there are these bread riots, like raising taxes on people is not going to go super well. So his other option is to steer into the skid. And I think that's exactly what he did. What does that mean? Yeah. Yeah, so here we go. I got it. I got it all notes, <laughs> all noted up here. So I want to make sure I get this right. Um, I wish you guys could see Liz's face. Right now. <laughs> so what he does? This is like any time that Dan gets deep and like I'm about to learn the density of human eyeball. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So there's two keys to I think what he did. The first of all, first thing he did, and we know this to be true, uh-huh. is he invested in real property. It talks about him owing, mm-hmm. owning houses and warehouses yep. and actual physical. Things and commodities mm-hmm. talks yeah. about grain and bread and and cloth. Then he borrows, right? And he borrows a lot. I'm guessing once he starts taking over is when he starts borrowing from foreign sources. Yeah, and I'm mm-hmm. guessing he borrows in their currency. Okay, and here's why I'll explain why. So, if you can't afford to pay your debts, what are you gonna do? Die. You're going to. <laughs> you're gonna die. Yeah. No. In certain no, no, societies, no. yes. It's just like, no. die. Be a slave. You, print, you print more money. Yeah. Which in okay. olden times, because we saw this, the Romans did this. We talked about this in a different episode. What that actually means is you debase your currency. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you put less say, gold per coin. If I do that, I go to jail. Yes. <laughs> you put less gold per coin. Everybody knows that that means the coins are less valuable, so that's going to drive up inflation. Mm-hmm. Right? Everything's going to start costing more because, hey, if one gold dragon had a gram of gold and now it has half a gram, I'm going to charge you two instead of one for whatever the previous service and was. conversely, if only one person had a dragon and now five people have dragons, then the person yeah. who sells bread can sell it for higher Yeah, price. you can say, okay, I'm yeah. going to sell it for two because you had one and got a new one, and now you guys only have one. Exactly. So what happens when inflation goes up? Commodities do really well. Mm-hmm. Because they are physical goods, and it didn't cost you any more to make that cloth or to store that cloth, but now you can sell it for more. Mm-hmm. So commodities, real estate, physical investments do well in periods of high inflation. Makes sense. So that's okay. one. It also makes it easier to play, pay back their debt. Inflation is good for paying down government debt because wages go up and prices go up, which means things like sales tax and uh, like income tax all go up, mm-hmm. but your debt doesn't, right? Your debt is fixed at the time you take your debt. Hmm. So now your taxes might be, you might get... more in tax income, but you're still paying down the 5% interest on the thousand dragon loan that I took. That doesn't go up with inflation, but my taxing on your production does. Okay. So debasing currency, actually kind of good for you if you hold a lot of commodities and you have a lot of fixed debt you have to pay. Sounds like a man I know. And you borrow it from a foreign party because then it makes it even easier. So if I borrow 50 dragons from you, Liz, and I agree to pay it back. I agree to pay back 75. So it's oh. 20, it's a 50% interest that rate. That sounds good to me. <laughs> when the exchange rate with, let's say the iron bank is two to one or the iron coin, I think is mm. what they call it in Bravos is two to one. So what I do is I borrow the 50 dragons and I guess I could even do it in my currency, but I immediately exchange them for a hundred iron coins, right? I borrow the 50 dragons, the exchange rates two to one. So mm. I just change them back. Okay. Two to one. Then I wait. Just hold those coins. Dragons are devalued. Mm -hmm. They're not worth as much. So now the exchange rate is one to one. So I've turned your 100... Go back and I turn your 100 coins into 100 dragons because now I can do that. They're Mm -hmm. one to one. I pay back your 75 dragons and now I have 25 that are just mine that I get to keep. That came from nowhere. It came this, from nowhere. Is this how currency exchange works? It can. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you have, to, you have to predict yeah. the movements yeah. correctly. Mm-hmm. But yes, absolutely. You can arbit. The easiest thing, and still not easy, but the easiest thing in the world to arbitrage, if you remember a term from way back, which is make a profit for nothing, like a guaranteed profit doing nothing. What yeah. did we talk yeah. about arbitrage in? What was Catan. Catan. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yes. Um, That's what I was thinking about this whole time. I was like, yes. what do we mention apples? Um, <laughs> it basically, this is an arbitrage opportunity, which you can, you. it's really hard to secure. Unless you know for a fact which way inflation's going to go, but 
which if you're the master of the coin, the therefore in charge of debasing your currency, you can control when and where and how much you inflate. This son of a bitch. And nobody can stop him. Yeah. Because the people who own the most gold in the... Seven Kingdoms. Seven Kingdoms is the Lannisters. Who are half they, the government. If they produce more, if they're like, oh, don't base, debase the currency, we'll just put more gold into circulation, keep the dragons pure, that's still going to create inflation because you're still putting like more gold more. into the system mm-hmm. and they're not going to do it because that will devalue gold, not just here. They'd rather devalue their currency than they gold the overall. Gold because they could still take the Lannisters could still get the gold and take it to Bravos and sell yeah. it, right? Mm-hmm. But if gold is everywhere in the form of dragons floating around various economies, then that's worse for them. <sighs> so the major holder of their debt won't do it. Uh, which means or like the major holder of their gold won't fight it. Yeah. So really nobody can. And even if they did, it would be the same outcome. Commodities would do well. Exchange rates would decline. So you could do your turn a dragon into two coins and then go back one to one. And in both cases, when he does this, he dramatically weakens the Lannisters because they are the major gold producers and he has caused this rampant inflation. So their gold goes for less. So basically, this is what I think he's doing. I feel like this is probably true. Like, this is probably what George imagined. I have no idea, but I think he's steering into the skid basically because he went, okay, it's unfeasible for me to pull myself out. So how do I get the most out of it? So basically, I'm going to ride this train, and it's going to cause a lot of pain to the individuals when it happens, but... It's not the thing that's ever mattered we'll to him. Be, and mm-hmm. we'll be better set up than the other. I mean, it's going to cause pain either way. Yeah. It's just a, like a slow, long, austere pain, or it's one huge shock to the system where you at least know it's coming and can set yourself up in a good position. Man. Interesting. See, this is why his death is so disappointing in the TV show, because like that's yeah. it. he mm-hmm. dies because he's stupid, and I yeah, don't he, think that he would have been that stupid. He's not actually stupid, stupid yeah. And mm-hmm. it, like, I could definitely I actually, see... he's one of my favorite characters in yeah. the books because mm-hmm. I think he is... Very smart. Yeah, so, he's like got so many evil, plans but it's up fun to watch. Here's, in the show, and then they dismantle it. Mm-hmm. Here's my question then, because and I am a little crossed on exactly how how widely this knowledge is disseminated. But like, you are led to believe, I believe, towards the end of the book series and in the show, that like the Lannisters' minds have run dry, and that if so, if they're no longer receiving that influx of gold into their market. Like, how does that adversely affect his plan? Like, it, I assume it doesn't really derail it because he could just debase it with lead say, or something. But. His plan, you could probably just still debase it. I mean, because, again, debasing is not producing more coin, gold coins. It's filling coins with some gold and some less value. Actually, what they yeah. tended to do in the ancient world is actually just make their coins smaller. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's like, oh, this is still a... a you know, it's still a dime, but it's too speed. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> this is still a, a ducat, but yeah. it's half the size, which means it's half the gold, which means it's not. And what you would get in a real scenario is people would probably, it, it basically becomes its own currency mm-hmm. where there's old ducat, new ducat, and other coins. Yeah. Right. And you have examples of this in history where people would be like, okay, the cost is 10 old ducats or 50 current ducats. <laughs> Right, I mean, it's like Old Ducket was my name, in but college. It, it's like uh, in the Civil War. Like, <laughs> but I mean, in the Civil War, like you could buy things in the South for Union money, mm-hmm. and you had to pay far more Confederate money mm-hmm. because, like, people knew that those weren't necessarily the same. Right, right. even mm-hmm. if it wasn't no longer your currency, like it could buy things in other places. So, the mines running dry wouldn't particularly affect him. Uh, this plan, the thing that the Lannisters could do that would most derail this would be absorb the debt. Because a lot of it is owed to them. They could ju- He could just say, hey, we have to debase the currency. It's the only thing we can do. And they could just say, actually, you know what? You don't have to pay us back. Mm-hmm. Because then they kind of get to that situation where they can cover their stuff again. They don't need to debase the currency. And, it- and when the Lannisters are essentially the crown anyway, then right. it makes more sense. Yeah. And I think yeah. that's actually what if I remember the books, it's been a while. I think that's actually what they do. Once they take over the throne, I think, I think her, the father just basically is like, 
are part of the debt, I think they're, it's yeah. gone. Yeah. But then I think they go back to the Iron Bank to finance so, the war, and it gets kind of sticky. So the Iron Bank... Oh, because they try to stop paying the Iron Bank. The Iron That's Bank what is happens. the one who gets really screwed over by all this, mm-hmm. like, essentially. Yeah. yeah. Um, this kind of explains... And the church. I think this actually explains well, why in the... Yeah. Ugh. That that doesn't matter anymore. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I think this explains why the Iron Bank um, supports Stannis so heavily in the books at this point in the books, because... Yeah. They know that Davos is probably going to be like the hand or the the master of coin, and like, Davos doesn't know how to do this stuff. Right, <laughs> yeah. he barely can read. <laughs> and I mean, yeah, I mean, the other option in a, a, tiny in girl a normal <laughs> system, if this doesn't work, normally what the crown would have to do is give things to them, sell off things to them, mm-hmm. which could be physical land, could be hey, we're going to not impose tariffs on this port that we normally impose. Like that's the sort of trade offs you would make. Mm-hmm. You know, you'd say, hey, for letting me build a tower in this country, when I'm president, I'll let you do, you know, whatever you want. That sort of thing is the sort of trade you would normally make in these sort of situations where somebody has somebody over a barrel and they're in charge of a foreign power. Um, so, like, yeah, in theory, they would support Stannis because he may have given them these agreements of they may see this yeah. coming. I mean, they are they, the yeah. bank yeah, in the should, world. They should know that this they're happens. the Fed. They are probably tracking inflation or yeah. like debt, like leverage ratios or all sorts of other things. Yeah. And their agreement with him may be, hey, you take over, we'll forgive your debt so that you don't go into this crisis and you're loved by the people because they get their bread. But we want these we get four preferred rates. And yeah, we want preferred rates. We get to put our an iron bank location in mm-hmm. your country. We get to do whatever the things we want to do are. Sure. Well, and, and I was thinking, I mean, do, does the Iron Bank feel like they got screwed over by by Littlefinger in this case, or do they feel like this is just the cost of doing business? This thing happens. Mm-hmm. I don't I know. Get the I don't get the impression that Bravosi forgave a lot of things. <laughs> um, it, the problem but, is I don't know how much info they were given at the yeah. time, right? Because mm-hmm. if they were told, "Hey, you're the only million we're borrowing," they probably feel screwed. Yeah. If they were the last million that got borrowed, they may know. You know, and it's kind of like a, a game of chicken, right? Mm-hmm. They want to keep getting the crown in debt to them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly to the point where they think that crown will stay in power, but will be forced to give them concessions, mm-hmm. but not to the point where the whole system falls apart. And they can't pay anything. And they can't pay anything. Mm-hmm. And who knows who, like, they have no clear chain of ownership on these rights that they got given because the, like, well, crown, they're the probably... crown is changing hands every five minutes. And I imagine that the bank is maybe basing a portion of their business off of the interest that they are receiving back from. Yeah. So though you get the impression that they are a very stable institution. Sure. They would, they would pass their basal three regulations ratios, which is a joke that I'm not going to explain, but one nerd. (laughs) Uh, Anybody's into European banking ratios. (laughs) (laughs) Write to us at make believe money podcast. I don't want to talk to you. You're (laughs) boring. I I don't want to talk to you. You nerd. Um, so this sounds a lot like uh, America's relationship with China, maybe? Uh, Russia right now, China Russia eventually. right now. Well, okay. Mm. Uh, no, I mean, to be honest with you, China holds a lot of our debt. That's what I was thinking. But we hold a lot of our own, too, <laughs> which is a crazy thing to say, but like both U.S. persons and corporations, and like China does not hold enough that it's a serious issue right now. Okay. If they just defaulted on paying our debts or what have you, it would be a little bit painful. There might be some inflation because we might print some money to cover it, yada, yada, mm-hmm. but our society would not collapse. Okay. For as much, we are getting to a point where we're maybe somewhat problematic, but I mean, our debts, I think 20 trillion now, 22 trillion has just crossed over. Oh, only? But our economy is like, I think it's like 15 to 18 trillion a year. So, I mean, you don't want to be... I mean, if you th- and and it's low interest, relatively healthy debt. So like, I am more than one year's salary in debt for my mortgage. Mm-hmm. Nobody is looking at me like I'm in dire financial straits, except for me. Right. Well, that's <laughs> right. but you know what I mean. Like, you can be relatively significantly leveraged with the right sort of debt and not have it be an issue. And we're a little bit away from it being an issue. Okay. The real issue for us and for many other countries, some are more in debt, which is more problematic. But the other thing is, the real issue is. The long term. You can't keep borrowing more than you make forever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's the question that people don't have answered. It might not be a problem for 10 years. It might not be a problem for 50. It might not be a problem for 500. But at some point. That'll catch up. That runs out. 
and we're kind of getting squeezed from both sides because we are borrowing more than we make and the things we pay for are getting more expensive. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. People's health care, social security, yeah. the way the population is aging, that is costing more and more. For some reason, the military, because we keep electing Republicans, all of those things are... Gah. I'm on a real tangent. Tonight. <laughs> uh, all of those things are getting more expensive while our... And the amount we're paying in interest is getting bigger and bigger and bigger. Not a ton, but bigger and bigger and bigger. And so eventually those that unstoppable force is going to meet that immovable object. And that's the question people don't have answered is what happens when that happens. doesn't necessarily mean the end of the world. We just don't exactly know what we do. Here's the thing. And that's what happens in this Littlefinger situation is, do you cut spending and get austere? Do you print money? What do you do? And I think he decided, okay, we're printing money, so let's lean into making that as good for us as a bad situation can be. Hmm. I mean... I know you're trying to put us at ease, but this ends in a seven-way civil war. So, <laughs> I'm pretty sure we'll have all like killed ourselves long before this becomes. Listen, I was gonna say if, my plan is to just get a degree in dentistry, so that when the whole world collapses, I can at least make sure that my teeth rotting isn't the reason I die. <laughs> I can do prostitution with cannibals. Yeah. Hugging <laughs> ten thousand dollars, kissing fifty thousand dollars. End, end of, of list. list. <laughs> uh, listen, we're supposed to be underwater in like. 80 years, let's solve that problem and then we can solve a problem about money, which is really just a made-up concept that we all agree to adhere to. Right. So, yeah. like, okay, the so... planet is actually getting hotter and that one's real and not something we're foo-fooing Plus about. Plus the aliens are coming in, like, 10 years anyway, right? Yeah. And they're so. gonna rapture half of us. Yeah. We're gonna be stuck here with Waterworld. Yeah. <laughs> that actually go a long way to reducing global warming, though. Getting rid of half the people? Mm-hmm. Thanos... I'm just saying. <laughs> he raised some good points. No! <laughs> wow, this, this, mm-hmm. this podcast took an Yikes. interesting turn. The aliens aren't talking to Trump. What? The aliens aren't talking to Trump. That's why he wants to make Space Force is because they pissed <laughs> him off and he, like... Uh, they responded to all the presidents since Roswell except him. Yeah. Could you imagine that? They just sent like... him a text that said, new number, who dis? And he's yeah. like, all right, Space Force time. That's what Obama told him as they was, like, in their, like, luncheon together. He was like, okay, so you're going to get a call from the aliens about, like, a couple months in. Be ready for it. They're real chill, but you got to be nice to them. And he never got that call. And he's like, wait... Well, Obama get to talk to the aliens. No, just on the like, Aliens are real. All your staff will tell you they're not, but that's plausible deniability. They're real. Trust me. And then he just left the building. There was this political comic that I read that like uh, aliens visited Trump before he ran for office and were like, okay, so the only way to save the planet is for you to like keep in contact with us, but to disguise it from the rest of humanity so that they don't know you're talking to aliens. We're going to make you look like a belligerent fool, okay? And he's like, absolutely, I can do this for America. And he's like tweeting and he tweets this like, no word from our alien brethren yet, but hopefully one day soon. And it gets translated to like, Dems and Hillary, sad. And he like <laughs> weeps a little tear thinking about the aliens. <laughs> I'm what do the sure. aliens care about the PP type, though? <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure that joke you just made is true, except you put, instead of aliens, you put Russians, and it's a and real thing. About, that yeah. actually <laughs> happened. And that's a real for real thing. He's like, when are the Russians going to give me my tower? <laughs> All right, so any more questions about Game of Thrones? Because I'm sure we're long, but uh, this is a deep one. No, 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 actually, kind of on time when you think about the 10 minutes we spent dicking around to start. <laughs> uh, I don't have questions. I will say, maybe don't watch the show, Dan, because it is such a, like an undignified way for this very clever man to die. Like, I would love it if what had happened was he got played at his own game in a very clever way, but he got played in his own game in a way that you were like, I don't understand how the writers think we're not going to see that yeah. doesn't work. But, uh, you know, here we are. Meh. Yeah. They had to give it up for their stupid ice bear. It's the, whatever. Ice yeah, bear. Yeah. Remember the, the zombie budget. bear they yeah. fought? Oh, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there are, I'm still enjoying the show, and there are still some things that I think are doing very well. <laughs> but I do wish that they had stuck a little bit closer to the early seasons in terms of being able to let things stretch out. Like, they didn't have to end it. Yeah, you're in not in any eight. hurry. Yeah. yeah. There was no rush. And if well, you don't want to do it anymore, give it to someone else. Yeah. I think there's a budgetary rush for season eight, but, like, I think that. There's a MacGuffin in season seven, which is dumb and pointless. And like, I could fix it with another MacGuffin that is not dumb or pointless and only takes like 
50% more exposition than they used for their stupid MacGuffin. So, are you going to tell us or you tell us afterwards? Um, I, do you want me to get into it? We already said spoilers. Oh, okay. So basically, in season seven, uh, John is like, uh, I need to convince everyone that zombies are real yep. and they're coming oh, yeah. and that they're going to ruin the, the they're going to ruin the world. And he's like, we're going to go capture a zombie and we're going to bring one back and show everybody. Um, sure. And they do that. And in the process of doing that, a dragon dies because like, of course, of course. Um, because when you have three nuclear weapons in the world and you have all three of them, that's not drama. Um, <laughs> But uh, it is literally, of a seven-episode season, it is the primary conflict of yeah. four of them. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just the dumbest thing in the world. Yeah. And it's, you can do, and you, like, you know it's dangerous. Like, you know, like, uh, they're, uh, they gain ultimately nothing. They gain, they gain one soldier. Out of it, as yeah. best I can tell. Yeah, uh, uh, I mean, it could have gone much more wrong too. Like the boat TSA could have lost the baggage with the with the zombie. With the zombie, yeah. yeah. Boat TSA. <laughs> Excuse me, sir. You can't take body parts over state lines. <laughs> this definitely looks like something that will make cows sick. So I'm gonna need you to leave it here. Let's well, not even get started on this knife you have. But <laughs> completely ignoring that, like there is already a MacGuffin at play in the world of Game of Thrones that, like would have played the same exact role in all of the chaos that happens. What is it? It's Jorman's horn. Jorman's horn. Oh, yeah. Which is mm-hmm. apparent. It's a mystical horn that is believed to possess the ability to bring down the wall. Oh. Um, but and they bring down the wall. I know. But that could have been the, the way that they did it. They oh, just sure. could have but said... But they bring down the wall with the dead dragon. They bring down the wall with the dead dragon. They My the thought the is, is that like they know that the horn is out there. And they think that that is why the White Walkers are killing time, is they are, like, searching for it. Uh-huh. But if they have inside knowledge through their, like, encyclopedia that they have at Winterfell right now, uh-huh. they could have, like, gone straight there, still gotten into a conflict with the are White Walkers. Are you talking Walkers. about Bran? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Because <laughs> that's all he's good for. He's a <laughs> weird dead man. In the yep. <laughs> um, you go get the horn. You can still have the fight with the White Walkers. The dragon can still, like, get killed. Um, you still have evidence to show to the the South to get your one your plus one soldier that you gain at the end of the thing, and then um, at least then you don't go for ultimately a pointless reason, and yeah. then give them like, seemingly the only thing that they could have used to get over the wall. And like it could still have been a thing in the end where like they get one of the dragons, but it would have been a like end game. That's fight. what I'm saying is like it, it it's pointless to me because like seemingly they gave them the keys to get to the other side of the wall. Yep. Like there's no other, you're not preventing anything as best you can tell. Like they just set the end game in motion. Really? Danny should have just let them die. Like over risking her dragon. Also true. But she needed that sweet nephew bun. Oh, stop. (laughs) (laughs) No. That was, I was just thinking through my head and the strategy of it. And just like, you don't expose your dragon to that, like, keep yeah. your dragon. Not in if your it pants. can be raised from the dead. Like, no. you don't leave. Oh, you don't take a weapon into a place where the enemy can capture it. No, it's no. like stupid. To be fair, nobody knew that the Night King was so good at the javelin. Like, yeah, we we knew he was gonna <laughs> track and field champion yeah. in, in <laughs> war. High jump, absolutely. Enemy, <laughs> in war, the enemy always has a technology you don't expect. So make them draw that out before you show your biggest weapon. And that's what I'm and saying. And that's why the White is King like, is the hero of the story. That is not like that is strategy 101. Like, <laughs> do some a little bit of scouting. Put out some like forays. Do something that you like learn. Yeah. Is their the, capabilities. And that's like what I'm Jack saying. Snow's is not like, important enough they do character. all of this in order to sway who is like the most untrustworthy character yeah. in the world, literally right now. Mm-hmm. And Seriously. it yeah. doesn't move her. Yeah. Like, yeah. She like, again, they gain plus one soldier. Jamie, She's like, because, yeah, <laughs> that's too scary. We ain't doing it. And they're like, oh, fuck. <laughs> yeah. I just, this is the sort of uh, story that is told well enough that I appreciate like, I like fantasy, but a lot of times it is hash and slack going back to what we were talking about. And like, this is one you could conceivably tell a story where, uh, like financial transactions 
have a major impact like politically. Yeah, and it wouldn't get all Star Wars. And it's smart enough to do it. Yeah. yeah, and like it's a shame that it feels like they bailed out of that. Well, that's why we're saying like the showrunners are just not good yeah. at writing. In the real yeah. world, politics or money or whatever has taken down more probably more yeah. empires than like a, just a straight up someone the Huns came over the wall, and right? A, yeah. So like And there's a chance that's how the books are shaping up to be. I mean, you know. Yeah. Again, it doesn't yeah. have to be the conflict because I understand yeah. then you get like Star Wars Episode One, but like <laughs> it but feels it like there's to too so. much ground here to just be like, oh, and that super smart guy who had this grandiose plan, he got stabbed. Yep, he did now. Yeah, sorry, but like, yeah, I mean, or if that's what the case, then you have to acknowledge what happens thereafter, which is without someone's hand on the wheel, the system still crashes itself into a wall. Well, yeah. yeah, I mean, like, they sort of, you get that set up with, like, you think Ned is going to be the one that solves everything, and, like, all we need is Ned to lead the way, and it'll all be good, and then he gets beheaded, and you're like, oh, okay, mm. what now? And, like, the, this show has never let us be precious about a character before, and I feel like the, the way they treat Littlefinger is sort of a waste, but the way they treat John is, like, okay, he's your Neo, I get it, but, like, he went over there, it was a stupid decision, and if he got murdered, wouldn't that have been kind of a... I mean, you get brought back from the dead to just be murdered by the White King, uh, like, feels like sure a waste, but mm. we've never been precious about a character yeah. before. I mean, like, Renly, now? Renly's whole journey was a waste. Yeah, like, yeah. oh yeah. man, <laughs> that was when I learned not to declare out loud who my favorite character was. <laughs> I was like, you know what, guys, I really like Renly. <laughs> <laughs> but again, I do like that this series ad- addresses, like, life after death right like yeah. when, when the characters die life goes on it might be shittier mm-hmm. but life goes on yeah. and like and you grieve it's and hard you to and like them. then have a character all of a sudden who you're like okay they're the hero who they will die. like yeah if they die it'll be some grand sacrifice and then it'll be like peace reigned forever after the end and like what? that sucks i like the idea of like oh finally a good guy who oh well, I well. guess we're going to wallow in sorrow a little longer. <laughs> Here we are. And that's the thing that I like about the books is that, like, those characters' lives do persist after they are gone. Like, you continue to see the result of their yeah. actions yeah. play out. Yeah. And yeah. that's good and bad. Yeah. Bad it guys is, yeah. die, and their machinations sometimes come to fruit, sometimes don't. Good guys die, sometimes their good work persists. Well, yeah, sometimes, like sometimes it their children not... are spread all the way across the world, and they don't see each other for, like, 20 years, and when they get back together again, Bran's a weirdo. <laughs> <laughs> Arya's Arya's kind of a weirdo. She's kind of weirdo. She needs some therapy for sure. And Sansa's like, I'm the only one keeping this all together. Are you kidding me? (laughs) Do they? I can't remember if he dies in the book. Is the littlest one still alive? Oh, he no, he died. I can't remember if he dies in the book. He died. He is not not yet under that tree thing. He just died because he he doesn't know how to serpentine. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, he just runs straight away from someone in the straight line with an arrow. How many people does it take to deliver a message? One. You got my joke. Oh, Mulan. <laughs> uh. Dignity. <laughs> ba, Mulan. <laughs> All right, let's talk about Lost. <laughs> oh, okay. Hey, goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening to Make Believe Money. I've been Liz. I've been Damon. I've been Pat. <laughs> Dan had to bathroom Dan break yeah. <laughs> I panicked because he was walking away and I couldn't figure out what I was going to do like, <laughs> to segue him out. So Dan's by. Uh, um, what do I say normally now? I got real thrown off. Oh, thanks to Charles Charlesy. Miller yeah. <laughs> for our music. Uh, catch her at charlesymiller.com or on Spotify uh, and anywhere else you find your finest music choices. Uh, email us at makebelievemoneypodcast at gmail.com if you want to get into it about what you think should happen to Littlefinger. But I can't tell you, we'll respond. Um, And we'll catch you next time on Make Believe Money. Okay, bye! Did you get Thrones off? Or thrown off? (laughs) It's been nice having (laughs) you. Which one is off?